Podcast Network Asia. Well, hello, Dorito. Come on in, the Narrow Door Podcast. After giddily welcoming our guest, Nico Ramos, last time and getting caught up on his life as a new husband and father, we hit the ground on this road to Revelation, blowing the parable of the trumpets. Seven trumpets are blown by seven angels in the book of Revelation. And instructor Aaron shared with us that in Shinji's understanding, these trumpets are people who are testifying the fulfillment of the prophecies. The people are instruments, as we often say. But why is the seventh trumpet the most important one? And are we hearing it today? That's our main question. But we're picking up on a completely unrelated but fascinating note. Are Matthew chapter 24, the book of Revelation, and Genesis chapter 1 supposed to fit together? Let's listen. So what you guys are hearing right now, it's the sound of the seventh trumpet. It's the sound of the seventh trumpet. But to really understand it, you have to hear what was testified with the first six. And so what Revelation is, it's a trap to expose Satan. And actually there's a scripture in Jeremiah 50 that says that, I set a trap for you. So Revelation itself is all put in motion so that Satan will act exactly as he does. The trumpets can then testify to what exactly happened. You can learn exactly what happened and then you can realize who Satan is using in the world and who God is using in the world. You know, when we look in the Bible, no one that God has sent has been received well. In the gathering of all of uh, God's messengers, they're just one-upping each other with uh, <laughs> their terrible Yelp reviews of <laughs> the world, right? This is what right? they did to me. <laughs> like, they're like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, one prophet is like, yo, you hear what they did to me, right? And then a new one comes along and says, nah, nah, they got, they got new stuff now. And Sam, you had mentioned earlier about how I said that uh, Matthew 24 has to match. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So this was something that you said in a recent episode, which I thought was fascinating because you said at the time that the book of Revelation fulfills, it has to match Matthew 24. And that is something that's familiar to me because I know that Matthew chapter 24 is also called mini revelation. They're both books about the second coming. But then you also said that it has to match Genesis chapter one, which is new to me because, and I think maybe for a lot of Christians, because we look at that as the creation story, right? Right. But you're saying that those three things have to match. So, you know, yeah, what's that about? Yeah, to, so a little side note on that one then. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and that, that will, that'll be a really fun one to talk about in the future because Genesis, I'll just put it this way. Okay, I'll put it this way. There's a scripture in Psalms, chapter 78, verse two. Okay, it says that I will open my mouth in parables I will, iter I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Okay, so if you think about that, just little briefly, I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world, right? I will open my mouth in parables. So within parables, there are hidden things from where? From creation. And what book talks about creation? Of course, you know, Genesis, the most controversial book besides Revelation, obviously, because it makes no logical sense, right? If you're going to be a scientific person or a logical, you know, type person, then, or then uh, Genesis really is just, it's kind of absurd to a lot of people, which is why a lot of people started losing their faith. A lot of, you know, fighting. You have the 6,000 young earth people. You've got the, you know, older, that type of thing, right? And then later when Jesus comes, again, he's the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So in Matthew, Matthew 13, it's called like the chapter of parables, the chapter of heaven. There's actually seven parables, but six of them, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like. And what he says that they're like, his disciples come up, they're like, hey, why are you speaking to these people in parables, 
right? In verse 10 and 11, why are you doing this? And he says, the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is in parables. So he's saying that there's secrets in those parables. And then in that, that very same chapter in verse 34 and 35, it says, Jesus spoke to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything without using a parable. So was fulfilled through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. And then when you look at the parables, they're about trees, animals, birds. right? Birds. Yeah. Yeast. And then what is all the, yeah, what is all Genesis about? It's about that creation of first, you know, the earth, the water separated, then you have the land that appears, the, you know, the trees, all that kind of stuff. And that's not just the only parables. There are others as well that, you know, start to get in there. So Genesis actually, and again, you know, again, it might be something that's new to a lot of people, but Genesis is a blueprint, if you will. It's a spiritual blueprint of how God creates his kingdom in the time of revelation, but not just revelation. It's every generation. Because when you think about Genesis, how does it start? It says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, great. But then it says, now the earth was formless and empty. Well, wait, how is that creation? And darkness was over the surface of the deep, right? And then he says, let there be light. Let there be light. So, yeah. So the first one is actually what's referred to as the first heaven and the first earth. And then it became corrupted and betrayed. And so God is making a new heaven and a new earth, starting on day one by making the light. And in Revelation, it's the exact same thing. In Revelation, the first tabernacle is referred to as the first heaven and the first earth, and it becomes flooded, not physically, but spiritually, because the beast itself, in Revelation 17, the prostitute is sitting on the beast, and the beast is referred to as many waters. So when the beast comes in, the waters come in, and it floods the entire place spiritually with false teachings. And then what does God do? He says, let there be light. Well, at the time of the first coming, that was Jesus. He was the light of the world. In the time of Revelation, it's one person that has the word of truth. Remember, you did the, the episode on light and darkness, right? Blind and deaf. Mm -hmm. The person who has the light, they're able to, you know, see. So all that happens. And then the trumpets are actually making this known. So what you guys are hearing right now, it's the sound of what you would refer, uh, referring to as the seventh trumpet. It's the sound of the seventh trumpet. But to really understand it, you have to hear what was testified with the first six, meaning you have to hear all this logic and the, the betrayal that happens, the destruction that happens. And oh. then you have an opportunity to, you know, to understand what the seventh one is actually proclaiming. But so, you're saying, I'm sorry, Tina, go ahead. The first six trumpets are sort of like just commentaries and not the full truth or lies. <clears throat> No, 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 no. It's, it's all truth. So, for example, the first trumpet sounds and there's fire, right? There's hail mixed with fire and blood, right? And it falls on a third of the earth. It burns up like all the, the grass, the trees, things like that. But then now look at it figuratively. Okay. What is fire? Fire is the word of judgment. judgment. What is water? Water is the word. But when it's hail, like in Isaiah 28, it says, I have one like a hailstorm. God has a person that's like a hailstorm and God's word is the word from above. It's the water from above, right? Let my teachings fall like rain. So the, the water that comes down nice, it, it nourishes the grass. But if God's people have betrayed, then what's going to happen? They're going to receive judgment. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, so this water mixed with fire and blood. Well, whose blood? It's the blood of Jesus. It's the very word of truth. So when the trumpet's sounding, it's the word of wrath or the word of judgment judging God's people. And it's saying, you have done this. You have betrayed in this way. And then the second one is that giant mountain. Now it's all on fire, right? So what does it get? It gets thrown into the sea. Well, remember the mountains, there's three kinds of mountains, the mountain of mm. betrayal, destruction, destruction. This is the mountain of betrayal. It was that first tabernacle. It betrayed and God's like, I'm done with you. I'm done mm. with you. So I'm, I'm giving you over to the world. Because remember the sea represents the world, the world of mixed teachings. Because it's, it's salt water, right? Like seawater, it comes from all directions. It doesn't just come from above. It comes from everywhere. But if you drink it, what happens? You die. You die. Yeah. So it's just God getting, he's like, I'm done with you. You that's, you've been judged and you've been thrown out into the sea. And then the sea turns into blood. And that blood is the blood of death. It's the blood of the beast. There's always two kinds. Remember, there's always like mm -hmm. something of God and something of Satan. So the blood of Jesus has life, but the blood of the beast. Death. So yeah. I'm guessing that the trumpets are not very popular. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. They were not popular. Yeah. A lot of persecution. Yeah, 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 exactly. Wow. And you're also saying then, Instructor Aaron, that the seventh one is actually the testimony that is being heard right now. So it's being sounded off right now. So if you look at Revelation chapter 10, verse 7. So Revelation chapter 10 is all about that open scroll that's being given to a person. And they eat it. Right? They eat it. But when it says that, it says, when the seventh trumpet sounds, the mystery of God will be accomplished, right? The mystery of God. So that's the same thing that first Corinthians was talking about that Paul said, right? I will tell you a mystery at the last trumpet. So at the seventh trumpet, that's when the mystery of God will be known. So he's kept it sealed and hidden until a proper time, but now is the time to make it known. So when it's actually blown is in Revelation 11. In Revelation 11, verse 15, it says the seventh trumpet sounded. And this is the, this is the cool part. And, you know, Sam, in uh, previous ones that you guys have talked about, there's been always, and even when I was um, uh, discussing it with uh, Father Albert and the one that, the hmm. first one that I was a part of, with Mo, there's yeah. this, yeah, this difference in understanding of who's actually in control of the world. Right? Yes. Oh, that's been a big one. Okay. So Nico, yeah. just to get you up to date, right. And by the way, I just feel like, you know, if it's, here's the thing, Tina and I have been doing this road to revelation series. So the parables we're doing trumpet today, doubt we're going to get into song because this conversation is running long and that's completely fine, but there's a progression to the parables. So you're kind of smack in the middle of that progression right now. And so for the listeners who are hearing all of this, um, you know, it might be a lot of information. It's still a lot of information for me and Tina too. And we've been hearing this from the beginning, okay? Um, but I point that out to say that the parables, we've done all the episodes. So please feel free to go back to the first one. It started from the beginning right okay so get, get getting you up to date on the whole you know who is ruling over the world thing this has been a point of contention kind of you know <laughs> early days of the podcast yeah um because new heaven and new earth's teaching is that actually the one in charge right now anyway and it's a temporary thing because it's not god, god. restore <laughs> everything 
it's actually the enemy who is yeah. in charge right now, right? Yeah. There's so, a couple ways I was thinking about it, and there's a couple ways that can kind of clarify it, right? Just to make it simple. It's not we're not taking anything away from God. Okay, God, God is the creator of all things. God is in control of all things. We know that because Revelation, you know, He wins, right? But you have to think about it as who gave it away. It was man. So when God is going to work to get it back, how is He going to do so through man? So he's allowing man to eventually be able to fight and overcome and take back creation. And he does that through his son, Jesus. So for example, there's scriptures that say, like in James chapter four, verse four, it says, anyone who's a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Why? If God's in control of the world, if God's ruling the world, then why, if we're a friend of the world, are we an enemy of God if he's the one in control of it? It doesn't make any sense, right? And 1 John chapter 5, verse 19 says the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So think about it like if you have your house and all of a sudden you find out there's a bunch of termites and stuff in your house. Okay, you're going to tent it, right? You're going to want to tent it. You leave the house and then you tent the house to get rid of the termites and then you come back. Right? Think about it like that with God. God is so powerful. God is so holy and righteous that if he was still here with us, physically here with us, because God is a physical thing. He's not some just manifestation of nothingness, right? He's an actual entity. If he was here with us, we would all die because we can't be around something that holy. Like people couldn't even go close to the mountain that, you know, Moses went to, right? And the only way the disciples were able to have that partial ability to be with God was because they were fully cleansed and purified. So until that time, and again, going to 1 Corinthians 15, actually, if you look at verses 24 to 27, it's really cool. It says that, you know, all these things, Jesus is going to have to do all these things to overcome. And then eventually when he does overcome, he's going to give everything back to God. Why? If God already owns it, if, if it's already a part of God, then he wouldn't have to do all that, right? He doesn't have to fight over any enemy and then give everything back to God so that he, God can be all. It says so that God can be all in all. So are you saying he's not all in all? Right? Because the Bible is where we have to. That's where you have to have your standard of faith. I mean, really, you know, you, I know it can be scary for some people, but God is so powerful. He's the creator of all. The, yes, yes, I know that. We're not taking that away. But there's a process of what's been going on here. And there's a reason the world is in the state that it's in. And then making it very clear. Okay, going to first, or sorry, going to Revelation 11, verse 15, the seventh trumpet. If you read what that actually says, it says, when the seventh trumpet sounds, the kingdom of the world will become the kingdom of God. The kingdom of the world will become the kingdom of God. When the seventh trumpet sounds. So what was happening right before the seventh trumpet? It wasn't the kingdom of God. (laughs) Yeah, and the same thing can be said in Re- the very next chapter, Revelation chapter 12. There's a war that takes place, right? Michael and his angels fighting. You have the brothers that are fighting. And then finally, finally, after 6,000 years, they overcome. And so in Revelation 12, verse 10, it says, now has come the power, the salvation, and the kingdom of our Lord. Now has come, right? So all we're saying is that because of what Adam did, Satan moved in. And Satan's been squatting in God's kingdom for this long. Because if God wanted to get him out fully, again, if everything belonged to Satan now, then to destroy it, you're destroying everything. Right? You got to destroy everything. And if God forced us to get him out, then that's not free will either. So what is he doing? 
He's teaching us generation after generation so that today, today we have the ability to actually capture the devil. And how is he captured? He's captured by a chain, right? A chain. Well, there's no physical chain that's going to, you know, capture the dragon. He's a spirit, right? It's, it's the devil. It's a spirit. So what is that chain? It's actually truth, right? There's an Eastern proverb that says like, you know, the, the devil is captured by, you know, by the word of truth. And so if you think about the Bible as a chain, every single, you know, every single book or chapters that go through, everything linked together. And then when you learn the absolute truth, Satan can't deceive you anymore. When you know the oh, truth, wow. Satan can't go in and deceive you because you know what the truth is. It's like when uh, someone who's a, uh, a con artist, right? Mm. When you don't know what the con is, you can fall for it. But the moment that you know what the con is, you're not going to fall for that anymore. And so what revelation is, it's a trap. It's a trap to expose Satan. And actually there's a scripture in Jeremiah 50 that says that I set a trap for you. So revelation itself is all put in motion so that Satan will act exactly as he does. The trumpets can then testify to what exactly happened. You can learn exactly what happened. And then you can realize who Satan is using in the world and who God is using in the world. And then you can choose to no longer follow anything that's a lie and choose to follow the truth. Because you bring up who is God using and who is Satan using and all that stuff. And, you know, I've had some time to sit on this whole Two sides of the story thing because i've been doing the show and i've been hearing both sides of this i think and okay first of all i think when we say that the enemy is the one that is ruling over the world right now because i mean you know when you say it like that it sounds awful right um, and think about it more and, like the religious world like in a lot of ways the religious world and you know oh. like this, the mixed teachings, the lies, the fighting, the every, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's been going on for generation after generation. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I think as I've been learning stuff on this podcast through the conversations and stuff like that, it made me think seriously about some things that maybe I would just throw out, you know, before and not really think much about it, like a salvation plan, for example. You know, why would there be a salvation plan in the first place if there was nothing to save? Like, why do we always say that? We need to be saved. We need to be saved. Mm. If we didn't have, like, if God was, you know, ruling and this was exactly how things are supposed to be already, then why do we have to be saved from that? Ooh, Tina's having a moment. Oh, my gosh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing is like, you know, when we look in the Bible, no one that God has sent has been received well. Like all the prophets, they were killed. Jesus died. Jesus is killed. Like why, why would a world that belongs to God treat the people of God this way? Like it doesn't really add up to me, right? Nick, why are you laughing? Yeah, I want to hear Nick. I want to hear Nico for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. I... I, I, I had a moment too when you said no one that God has sent has been received well. Right. Like, like there's like in, in the gathering, in, in the gathering of all of uh, God's messengers, they're just one upping each other with uh, their, their, their terrible Yelp reviews of <laughs> the world. This is what right? they did to me. <laughs> like, they're you like, right, you know what I mean? Like uh, one prophet is like, yo, you hear what they did to me, right? And then a new one comes along and says, nah, nah, they got, they got new stuff now. 
<laughs> what do they do? They rocks? No, no, no. no. <laughs> they put wooden planks together now. Oh <laughs> you know, I mean, my gosh. again, not to joke about it, but you're, but you're right. I just imagine like this, this lineup of these great, great men who've done, you know, incredible things in in history as told very in incredible detail by the bible right? we look like it's which artist was it that, that that died broke was it van gogh i'm not sure i know mm. i, sure I know one of them, yeah i know homie didn't have an ear at the end of it right but like we, <laughs> from we too much absinthe <laughs> right but we look at his work now and we say genius mm. right mm. people with you know, ridiculous amounts of money, throw that ridiculous amounts of money for his work, right. but his peers, not so much. Right. So I, I, I just, I just found that to be like a really kind of like very, of course, but, but a great observation by you, but yeah, no one, no one that, you know, God has sent has, has had a warm welcome. Right. You got to ask so, yourself why, you know, like exactly. why, why is that the case? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, I, I also just kind of like want to comment on, I guess, what was a, a, a very interesting um, conversation when you guys were talking about who's in charge of the world right mm. now and, 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 and the way that, and the way that instructor Aaron kind of clarified that is, I guess, why th these forums are important why this podcast i feel is is much more important than you know maybe even sam thinks it's because when i was a when i was a catholic who was a catholic because my family was catholic right um you know i'm i, I think i'm i'm big enough and i'm mature enough to to admit that right i i didn't become a christian and stop becoming a Catholic because I felt that there was something wrong with being Catholic. I just don't feel like the way I experienced it. And a lot of it was because of me um, is the same way that Sam experiences being a Catholic. Right. I found community. I, I, I found, you know, much more purpose with people around me who were Christian and eventually, you know, I, I joined their tribe. I joined, you know, it, it's it's human nature, right? It, it, it's happened time and time again over the course of, you know, thousands of years of history, even going back to before before it was about religion. But anyway, my, my point is what I've experienced so far getting to learn and getting to, you know, really equip myself with, with information and trying to develop a relationship with Christ is the one thing everyone agrees on is it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But it becomes it becomes a battle of syntax, right? It becomes this, it becomes this tug of war of what this word means. Mm. And more often than not, I've been kind of like a spectator. I've kind of been like a, a backseat passenger to whether it's, you know, listen, me listening to Sam's podcast, me listening to you now, uh, instructor Aaron, or my father-in-law is a pastor right? My, you know, my, my parents-in-law are pastors, right? They have pastors over. <laughs> I sit in dinners where pastors have discussions about, you know, the Bible, right? And it can get contentious sometimes over specific verses, specific words, right? Whether it's in that dinner table and this discussion, previous episodes. But I've always found there's much more commonalities than there are differences, 
right? And and I think I just wanted to say that I think that that's why that's why conversations like this is, are, are are extremely important. Um, is because there's no the headline of what uh, instructor Aaron believes and teaches, as he said, is a Marianas trench. Turn people off. <laughs> no way. That's what you're selling, sir. No way. I'm staying on dry land. Good luck on your boat, right? But you give him an hour, an hour and a half, and he'll be the first to tell you that's nowhere near enough, right? But now I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, no. Poorly written headline. <laughs> because there's no, there's, there's, no going, there's no going around it, right? Yeah. There are pessimists. There are non-agreeers non with you who will frame it in a certain way, use particular words, right? Use syntax against you. Mm -hmm. Poorly written headline. But there's actually a couple of facts in this story, right? And now agree or disagree to your point earlier, Instructor Aaron, right? Agree or disagree. But it's, hey, let me tell you this. Let me tell you that. That's interesting to me. Tell me more. And now it's someone from his background with his set of what he believes in come, you know, talking to me, for example. Um, and there are differences. There are things that, you know, I don't understand the way he understands, but I cannot, cannot. The, the last thing I would be is disinterested because I'm all in, in this conversation, which to be honest with you, I didn't think I would be right. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting. I'm super curious what you have to say, how you think about things, how you understand things. I'm super, super curious to kind of take that back to other people and take this. What it is now is information, right? It's not belief. It's not belief yet. You don't want people to kind of believe after hearing something so immediately, right? So now I have this information. I take it to people and be like, I, I heard this. I heard this man. And I had, a, I had a conversation with him and he made some pretty interesting points, right? And now, now I'm equipped with a conversation I'm having with other people. And I, and I think that that's really what the body of Christ is, right? When you talk about different churches, denominations, and you know things like that, right? It's conversations that the more we have, the more we realize, oh, yeah, 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 no. Yeah, us too. <laughs> it, it's it, it circles back to your experiences with your wife and your kids, and my experiences with my wife and my kids. And how many times did we say, "Oh yeah, me too," or "Us too"? Like at the start of this podcast, right? Um, you know, and there's subtle differences there, but you know, I think that yeah. Anyway, it's my long and winded way of saying there's, and to everyone who's listening to this right now, there's really just an incredible need for for this platform for for the things that sam and tina do and you know the people that make time for it as guests obviously instructor aaron uh, the way you do tonight that's so important and, and it's something that we need so much and it's something that allows the small and the quiet to be seen to be talked about to be felt um there should be more of this, um, the, these conversations. And, and, you know, I, I think that what you guys do is it, it's, it, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's really the Lord's work. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed. I've all like, I've heard episodes of this podcast before, but to be here, to sit here, to kind of like really experience this and have a moment leaving with more questions than I have answers. Um, that's, good, that's not, that's good. <laughs> You're gonna make your Ati Sam cry. No, because 
I just want to say. It's not a satisfying it's, experience to leave with more questions than answers traditionally, but mm. you know, the, the, the last, the last hour is really kind of like, it's a warm kind of like experience for me mm. that I, I, I did not expect. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm so sad. I'm so thankful that this exists. Oh, they teach it, Vic. you know, they teach it free <laughs> online. I, I just want to say it's all true. What Vico said, it's not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Nick, that's that is so sweet of you to say. Oh, and dear. you know, I mean, and I try not to be sweet to you. I know, but you <laughs> couldn't help yourself, and I love I that it. about you. It's the dad, man. It's, it's gonna happen. <laughs> no, I mean, gosh, ringing endorsement from Nico Ramos, everyone. Get ready for superstardom. Okay, just, just, <laughs> just saying. Um, no, but you know what, Nick, like, I'm so happy and I really appreciate you being so open, um, coming to this conversation and just listening to everything and, you know, wrapping things on that note, because I mean, even as I'm listening to instructor Aaron tonight, as as I've been listening to the inspector tonight, after all the conversations that I have been having on the show, you know, sometimes it can feel like a lot, but I think for anyone to come to the show for the first time and sit there and just listen and have an open mind about all this, I super appreciate. And that's really all I can ask for from a guest. And you have done a stellar job of that. I think, but having heard all that though, you know, I want to take it back to what you were saying earlier about how, wow, how can it be like such a small thing? I mean, instructor is the inspector and Nico were kind of going, you know, on about this earlier. And I think that's also one thing that I, or something that has crystallized for me on this podcast, right? This testimony, you know, words and syntax and all of those things, because you're right in the Christian world right now, there's a lot of, you know, different understandings on scripture. And I think that caused a lot of division. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like how I why I started the podcast in the first place, right? I came to the faith, loved it so much, but I also noticed how, oh my goodness, we're, we're, you know, a lot of churches are not in good terms. There's a lot of division and all that stuff. And I think through the conversations that I've had, the thing that crystallized for me was that at the time of first coming, Jesus had a testimony as well. And hearing that testimony and believing what he was testifying, which was that he is the Messiah that is prophesied in the Old Testament, is what made you Christian. Because we think it's about, you know, living with certain values and stuff. And that's certainly part of it. But the really key essential thing that made somebody a Christian was believing the testimony, right? That was the first coming. And then we are promised a second coming. And there are prophecies for a second coming as well then there has to be a testimony about that as well. And going back to how, you know, it started out small and we've said this on the show before, you know, the inspector has said this, when all of those things fulfilled with Jesus in the beginning, no, no one knew. Very few people knew. It took 2000 years to get this big. Hmm. Right. And so I guess, I mean, I'm kind of thinking out loud here guys, but I think it, I mean, it makes sense to me that it does start with a testimony and we're 
you know, looking into New Heaven and New Earth's testimony because, well, number one, they have a testimony. <laughs> and, you, and you are so bold about it. You guys are. You're putting the whole thing online. I mean, you guys are doing press conferences about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm seeing that online as well. Like, who does that? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? There's just one thing I wanted to say that for, for Nico, because um, like I said before, this is a lot, right? And I'm, I'm kind of going, you know, here and there, here and there, trying to connect things. But, you know, I've talked with, with Sam before and we, we didn't, I don't really want to make this into, like, I'm just teaching you guys a lesson. I'm just going to teach you about the trumpet today. You know, I wanted it to be more of an experience, you know, where you can experience hearing what this really means according to the scriptures. But if you want to really understand it, if you really, if you want to know like the details of it and all the scriptures that go along with it, you know, going from Old Testament, first coming revelation, then yeah, we, we offer all that. I mean, it's all there, right? You can watch it just anytime online, right? You got the seminars going on like consistently. Um, they've already done the one on revelation. Now they're doing one on the parables themselves. So if you want to know about trumpet, like that's going to be just one that's going to just, you know, a lesson just on that alone. But for this one, it's like, and that's why I'm saying it's really weird for me to do it like this because I've never tried to teach it in this way. I feel like I'm really just, I don't know, like jumping in, you know, head first and just saying like, wow, I wonder how you guys are going to, you know, respond to it. But if you do have conversations with others with this stuff, I, I don't anticipate going very well. I just, I'll put it out there. <laughs> I'll put it out there like that. It's probably going to be something you'll feel a lot of resistance from a lot of like, whoa, what are you talking about? You know, that sounds really weird. So yeah, just to, you know, let you know that that's out there too. But, you know, in the end, anybody can think whatever they want until the real thing comes. And that's really about anything. Like, you know, we always describe it as like a tree where if you plant a seed, but nobody sees you plant the seed and a tree grows from it, then nobody knows what that tree is. So you can all guess what kind of tree it is. That's like the Bible. Everyone has their own ideas as to what kind of tree it is. But when the fruit actually appears, then it kind of puts, puts an end to all the, you know, all the discussion. I mean, you can still be stubborn and say, well, I don't believe that it's that, you know, that kind of thing. But in the end, you know, that's, and that's what we're saying that everyone, everyone was in the same boat. No one understood the absolute truth, but now that the absolute truth has come, you have to make a choice. And the only way to do that is with understanding. So that's why I say in the beginning, I don't ever expect anyone to just, you know, Hey, yeah, that's it. It's the chairman always says, the chairman of, of Shinchenji always says that faith comes from understanding, right? You have to understand it in order to believe it. So that's where I'll just, I'll leave you guys again. And just want to say thank you for your comments, man. It was really, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think that, I think that the understanding part of it, because, because like I said, I was Catholic because my family was Catholic. That was kind of like blind faith, right? That was just like, you know knowing the words to the prayers, not really praying them. Um, it, there's, there's a difference, right? It was, it was Sam who, I remember Sam saying that before um, when, when Mo asked what? her the difference of, well, you've always been Catholic. What's the, what's the difference now? And Sam said, I pray the prayers now before I used to say the words. Wow. Um, yeah. and that's wow I was so profound. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that, that's not going to be, I'm so happy that's like... going to be, that's going to live on the internet forever. Thank you. <laughs> like, oh, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. That's how I used to be. But yeah, no, I think obviously under, understanding is like the, 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 the core of it all, right? And it's understanding what I believe. It's understanding what I don't believe. It's understanding what I, 
what I want to explore more and it's understanding what I kind of think, oh yeah, no, I, I got that part already. I, I already understand. And, and I think we see it a lot so much now, right. Of people selectively learning what is convenient to what they believe. And it's actually yeah. the opposite. I pick what I believe and I'm going to learn facts or information that right. are convenient to that belief as opposed to it being the other way around. I'll take in as much information as I can, controversial ones, widely recognized ones, old ones, new ones. I'll take as much of it as I can. And now that I have that information, all right, knowing what I know, then, okay, now what do I believe? Um, and I think that's easy to say, but so incredibly hard to do. You know, with myself included in the Philippines, especially in an election year, right? That's so hard to do to actually gather information first before making a decision. Whereas it's so much easier to be like, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm with this candidate. And, mm -hmm. you know, anything else you say about him or her is a lie. Um, you picked your team. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Um, so, so I, so I think. So that's why I'm super thankful to, you know, to, I didn't expect this, to be honest, Sam, when you told me what we were talking about today, I was just like, <laughs> all right, but I really miss you. I want to like, I like, I don't mind looking at your face for two hours. Like, sure, let's do it. But I'm, I'm, I'm extremely, I'm extremely thankful now because this isn't necessarily information I would have run into. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have run into it by accident. And that, that would have equipped me with less to, eventually kind of shape my belief so so to kind of jump in it with you head first um with a chance to come in ask questions agree disagree on on some things it's it's incredibly valuable uh so yeah this was this was a great great way to spend time so on Aww. that note we'll see you again next week nico <laughs> <laughs> Again, you've been a fantastic guest. Thanks so much for coming and you know joining us on this conversation. Let's talk about your podcast. You do one called Call to Arms, which That's I right. think maybe a lot of people think is a sports podcast because you are a sports guy. But I mean, you talk about all kinds of stuff on your show. Yeah, no, our, our tagline is now this could have been this could have been a sports cup podcast, but now it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that. Um, yeah, it's obviously rooted in in basketball. Um, it's it's exciting. The national team is playing. Well, we would have been playing the Korean team. Um, they were supposed to, to be here, the South Korea team, the bane of the Philippine national team's existence because all of our biggest losses have been at the hands of, of Korea. Oh, no. um, and our biggest win, our biggest win was against Korea when we broke the quote-unquote Korean curse in 2013. Oh, that's, um, again, that's curse with a K, obviously. Korean <laughs> curse. Yes. Yeah. I, I, Again, um, this is fair ground to all actual Koreans and married to Koreans in the room. Um, <laughs> but no, the 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 big tragedy is unfortunately there was a there was a breakout of COVID with with a Korean basketball team, so oh, they canceled no, really? it. And they're not they're not oh, flying I did out. Not know that. Um, wow. But but still, I think I think India is is flying over, and I think the New Zealanders are still flying over. Um, so there's a pocket tournament. So there's a set of games this weekend. So that should be exciting. Um, we're 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 doing music now on the podcast, and we have a super exciting first guest in Ebe Dancel, who's one of my oh. favorite local artists of all time yes. and a really good friend. Oh. Um, yeah. So 
a lot of exciting stuff. A lot of exciting yeah. stuff. Um, we're we're working with a we're working with a content streamer uh, very very soon about an exciting new TV show that's about to launch. Oh, wow. Um, so so yeah, we're 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 excited, Nick. Well, please listen to the Call to Arms podcast. It is not inviting. Yes. It is not an actual call to arms. <laughs> no, um, it's just a podcast about TV shows and basketball. Cool. Thank you for clarifying that. Yes, you are also editor at large over at Slam Online PH, right? Mm-hmm. So this 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 is basketball stuff. Yeah, that's 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 basketball. My stuff. my thing, my thing. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I don't even no. know one player. Oh my gosh! No, you know what? Sometimes Mo and Nico, because they're both basketball fans, will start talking about basketball, and that would be my cue to take a disco nap. You know, it's like, hi. <laughs> are you a sports fan, Inspector? I, I, I grew up loving sports. I mean, I, I like all different kinds of sports. I haven't been as uh, involved with them over the last few years just because of what I've been you know, a part of and being in this country or other countries. And so I, th- there were teams that I followed when I was younger, um, but I do enjoy them. I mean, I, lo- I yeah. love watching it. I mean, I grew up playing baseball, you know, playing football, uh, played basketball for a little while. That's the one I wish I would have stuck with because so many of my friends like still liked it, but I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not. I'm not good at basketball, but anyway, I do enjoy it. I like, um, I like sports. I think sports are fun. I think that there's a lot of really good that can come from it. And I want my girls to be, you know, involved in different activities too. I try to get them trying to play everything. I want them to try everything so that they can find something that they're, they're going to enjoy. Cause I think that's one of the coolest things. If you get all those skills when you're younger, you know, when you're older, you can, you can just have fun with them. You know, you don't have to make anything, you have to become famous from it, but you can just enjoy it. You enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I do. I do like sports. I, I don't mind talking about them, but I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to a lot of it, you know, especially nowadays. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, no, tell me about it. But yes, if you are a sports fan and you would like to know more and hear interesting conversations about it, Call to Arms, of course, music, TV, all that good stuff included on Spotify and Slam Online PH. Please check that out. Of course, if you want to catch Instructor Aaron on YouTube, just listen to the stuff that he preaches about. You can check out Healing Leaves. And Tina is a fur mom and she does a podcast about dogs. It's called The Dog Behind the Human with Coach And I Francis. do hope to have Nico and Bea soon because they also have a pod. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did a, not know that. We have a miracle pug. I know Instructor Aaron has a dog too. You have a dog, yeah, right? Yeah, we got a little little York, little Yorkie, mm-hmm. little, little Yorkie. Okay, so yeah, again, the time. only one, the only one who does not have a baby or a dog. You have plants. Right? You're you free. Plants. Are you? Are you? Are you, are you, are you interested <laughs> in an eleven-year-old pug who can barely, <laughs> who can barely control um, when and where he urinates? Now, if you are, just let me know. <laughs> Send him over. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm feeling much better about myself now. Thank you. (laughs) He does this. This is why I love him. Nick, thank you so much again for joining us today. So if you guys have any questions about the stuff that we're talking about, and I'm sure you do, you can write to us, the narrowdoor podcast at gmail.com, and we can answer a few of them before we get into another parable. You know, we can try to incorporate that stuff. So please. Um, feel free to write to us. And thank you so much again for joining us on this episode of the Narrow Door Podcast. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.